but I'm going to invite uh, my friend Darby and his parents to come on up here, and uh, Darby's going to share his testimony with us today. And uh, Darby, how old are you? You're eight years old, and so come on up here, buddy. All right, everybody, so uh, you got you probably, many of you would be a little nervous getting up on the stage, so everybody say, hi, Darby. Hi, Darby. All right, Darby, why don't you come right up close to the microphone, okay? Yeah, just like that, that's perfect. Before I asked Jesus in my heart, I got angry at my mom, my brother, and my dad. At church in Awana, I learned about Jesus and how he died to wash away my sin. One day at home, I was working on a Bible study binder from Miss Hannah, and it talked about asking Jesus in your heart. Mommy told me all about what it meant, and I was like, yeah, I want Jesus in my heart. Mommy got a book and we started praying. Now I know that Jesus died to save me from my sins. And now I know that Jesus is with me in my heart forever. I know that he will be with me when I need him and help me calm down when I'm angry. Yeah, all right, give it up for Darby. Good job, buddy. Um, and so I'm going to ask Michaela to come up here, uh, and she's going to give us her testimony. Um, and uh, this is an important one. Michaela and I have been, she'll actually share in her testimony, but there's been some, uh, some things that I think that she's been resisting of God. And uh, God's finally, like, she's finally said, okay, God, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, right? And so everybody say, hi, Michaela. Hi, All right. So I grew up church. I grew up in church. Like three days after I was born, I was in church. Um, and every Sunday after that, I accepted Christ at a very young age and was on fire for God through my teenage years. I spent time alone with God in the Bible and prayer daily. I was involved in several teams at the church I was attending, and I went on mission trips out of the country, and I loved every second of it. Um, When I was 20, I started making excuses not to spend time with God daily. At 21, I accepted a job that required me to work doubles on Sundays for a month and stepped down from most of what I was doing in the church. I was angry almost all of the time, And a few interactions with pastors at the church I was at had me done with church, with people, and with God. Um, I continued going to church every week because that's what I was supposed to do. It's what I had always done. And after my month of doubles at work, I was back in church every week. But that meant walk in as service was starting, walk out the second it was over, and avoid everyone. During this time, I was living at Bethel College, and I was dealing with depression. Um, It was so severe that I didn't get out of bed for days at a time. I ended up skipping almost every class that semester. I would go to work, and every night after my shift, I would have a drink just because I could. Um, That kind of became my mantra for my life. If I could do it, then I was going to, whether I wanted to or not. Um, I started leaving campus on the weekends to spend them with my boyfriend, now husband. During this time, I I did not talk to God ever on my own, and I I started going to church less often. Uh, During the time my husband and I were dating, I talked to God sometimes. Well, talked at God. There was no conversation. It was just me yelling or crying. I was extremely angry, and after I had two miscarriages, I was even more angry. Soon I completely stopped going to church. When we got pregnant with our daughter, Rylan, I prayed every day, but only because I was afraid we were going to lose her too. When she was born, I started taking her to church because even though I was mad at God and didn't want anything to do with him, I wanted my kids to grow up to love him. In November of 2019, I got invited to Cornerstone. Rylan was a baby, but after a few weeks, I loved it and decided to make it our church home. 
After almost a year of coming every week, Bryce decided to come with us once. Since then, he was the one who wanted to come, which, while amazing, now gave me an excuse not to, because he could take the kids and I didn't have to go. I still talked to God every now and then. I still believed in him and that Jesus was his son and my savior, but I had no interest in anything that went along with it. There were times I knew God was talking to me, and sometimes it was so intense that I'd follow through with it, but I usually shut it down and hid behind every wall that I could build around my heart. I was angry, bitter, depressed, and had such severe anxiety that the thought of going to church, small group, or anything else made me have severe panic attacks. So I consistently found excuses not to go, some legitimate, some not so much. After Emmy, our second daughter, was born, I ended up in a mental hospital for a week because of my depression. After I was back home, I tried being prayed for. I tried going to celebrate recovery because I hated how angry I was all the time. Neither was an immediate fix, so I stopped going after one try. A few months ago, Pastor Matt was preaching, and I knew I needed to change something, and I knew the only way that was going to happen was Jesus. So I went up and prayed. I left, that, I left church that day, and literally nothing changed. There were times that, there were things that should have, but I was comfortable being angry and bitter. I was miserable, but I was comfortable in that misery. It was all I knew at that point. So when Pastor Matt asked me about baptism, I completely shut it down. I would have found a million excuses before I did that. Fast forward to about a month ago. I started reading a place called Braverly, which challenges women to live bravely and courageously when it comes to their faith and life in general. After every chapter, there's a pause that has you stop and reflect on scripture and what you'd read in the previous chapter. Things started to change in me, and I wasn't sure I was okay with that. A few weeks ago, during a message, God moved big time. I stopped paying attention about halfway through service, and it was just me and God arguing about my need to let go of my life and let him be in the driver's seat. Before the service was over, I'd rededicated my life to God, admitted I needed Jesus in my life on a daily basis, and made a game plan for how things would change when I got home. I knew I needed to sign up for baptism, even if I didn't really want to go in front of everybody. At the end of the service, Pastor Matt asked for people who were ready to come forward for prayer. I got extremely hot, like my husband made a comment about the heat radiating off me, but I didn't go up. I'd gone up front a few months ago. How was I going to explain that this time it actually was different? Then Pastor Matt came up a second time and asked if anyone else needed to come up. I got so cold I was shivering, and I almost left the auditorium because I did not want to go up to the front. But instead, I walked to the front and admitted that I needed Jesus. Since that day, arguing in the back row with God about giving him control, but admitting my need for Jesus again, I've been less angry, less depressed, and I don't have anxiety attacks every time I leave my house. I haven't read the Bible every day, but I have been in it regularly. I still have a long way to go, but I finally have a joy in my heart that I hadn't had in years. The entire time I was walking away, I felt God calling me back to him, but I refused to come back and continued to put up walls. I'm so glad God didn't give up on me like I gave up on him. Nice. Yeah, give it up for her. That's good. I'm going to invite Jacob DeLang up here. He's going to come and share. And uh, so he's going to come forward. And as he does, some people are nervous when they come up here. And so I want you to be super nice to them. Okay, if you would, so that uh, they feel more comfortable. So if you would, everybody say, hi, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. All right, buddy, right there. Hi. <laughs> Before I knew Jesus, 
I was having a hard time finding my way. With me, friends, and when I was six, I felt lost. Jesus helped me find my my way, and I asked Him to be my Lord and my Savior. At home, I made I, my mom and I prayed when I was eight. Since then, I experienced lots of great stuff. I'm finding and making friends, learning who I am, and finding where, what I am good at. I am just having a much better time. Right, come on. Good job invite Ashu and Jody up here. So Ashu, do you want to come up? And Jody, do you want to come up? They're going to come forward and they're going to tell us their story. All right. So first up, we have Ashu. And I remember holding this kid when he was a baby. All right. So everybody say, hi, Ashu. Hi, Ashu. Hello. Okay. Before I knew Jesus, I didn't really know what he had done for us, but I would always pray. One Sunday, I went to church and found a real connection with God. And I decided that I wanted to keep coming and have a real relationship with God. Because when I was younger, I was nervous, mad, and didn't know what to do with my knee problems. One Sunday, Pastor Matt was calling people up for prayer, and I told myself that I need Jesus. And since, I've learned that my knees are going to be okay, and I've learned that he has done so much for me and my family. Yeah, way to go. So some of you guys that have been hanging around the, the church for a while, you know that I can talk really fast, right? I think he can maybe beat me a little bit. That was really fast. I love it. Um, all right, so uh, come on up, Jody. All right, everybody say hi, Jody. Hi, Jody. All right, do you want to give it a shot first? No. <laughs> hi, everybody. Right. I just want to tell you I'm very nervous. I feel very blessed. I need Jesus, and now I need Matt. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I met with Jody this week, and she was like, you're going to have to read this. I ain't going to make it. So I'm just going to read her testimony. It says, before I became a follower of Christ, I was totally sad, lonely, angry, missing something, depressed, anxious. When I was in my 20s, I got married and started attending a great church of God here in town with my husband. It was an incredible community of faith where I learned great foundations about God and where I realized my need for a savior in Jesus. After 17 years of marriage, I found myself walking through what no one wants to go through in a divorce. For about a year after that challenge, I was on a path of walking away from God as I was confused, lonely, and felt empty. But after about a year, I began to feel that there was more to life than I was living in. So I got remarried, anchored into a vineyard church here in town, and started reconnecting with God. Things were pretty good. However, once again, I found myself in life's challenge and walking through a second divorce after 21 years of marriage. Devastated, scared, lonely again. As I was about to retire and have to be on my own now, feeling completely overwhelmed. 
Once again, I realized that there was more to life than being in fear. And knowing that that place was, the, that I had not felt that in my life has been when I've been connected to Jesus, amen? So I once again decided to place my trust fully in Christ and him being my anchor. The world and people can let us down, but he never does. And so I've been doing that over the past few months and year and feel like things are finally starting to fall into place. He's giving me strength and encouragement. I am less worried, less angry, less anxious, feeling the love of God more and more. I'm getting baptized today to signify that there's no turning back anymore. He is the anchor. He's the only one I got. He is the bigger and better thing. Yeah. I love you. I'm Casey, yeah. Here, you want to take this with you? And here's a cool, gosh, you know, God is really good uh, the way he does things. So when I was growing up in high school, uh, Jody and her boys, which by the way are right back here, uh, they literally were, the art alley was their backyard. And so I would actually hang out and we would talk all the time. And how cool is it that, by the way, when I was in high school, I was a stupid 16, 17 year old kid and Chuck just beat me in basketball all the time, you know. But man, to, to be at a place, by the way, that at, at that point, I had no idea that this church would exist. We had no idea what was going to go on. I didn't know, Jody had no idea what her life, but luckily God has, has intertwined our lives so much so that then at this point, Jody's been feeling for a while like, hey, I need to do this. And so we have this opportunity. That's God. That is God. 